0: Three, two, one. You ready? Listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host Hunter here. Hope you guys are having a great into your weekend. So I've got a review here for the uh, new film Becky, which is directed by uh, Jonathan uh, Malo and uh, Carrie uh, Murnian is what I'm going to go with. So uh, Jonathan Malo he went ahead and uh, directed this movie. Uh, I think it's a show actually. Pardon, me. no uh, movie. This movie called Cooties, and directed this movie called. Uh, Bushwick, uh, neither of which I have seen. Uh, same thing with uh, Carrie uh, Murnian. And then, as far as the uh, writer or writers on the film, it's a Nick uh, Nick Morris and a uh, Wreckers Sky are the primary writers, and it looks like both of them really not a lot of. Uh, not a lot of writing uh, in uh, between the two of them. So uh, here's what I'll say. I'm a big fan of Lulu Wilson. Uh, Lulu Wilson, you've seen her in uh, Sharp Objects, uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil, and what I remember her from. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of it because I'm a big old scaredy cat. Uh, the the uh, Netflix original series, The Haunting of Hill House. She was great on there. Um, She plays Becky here. And I gotta say, I think this young woman, she could be Florence Pugh on that level. I think she's going to be an incredible character actress in maybe five, six years. I think she's got something. So she plays Becky, uh, the titular character, and she is going through this experience with where her mom died. They don't say of what. It's heavily implied it's cancer, some sort of disease in that in that vein, so she's lost her mom, and she's going ahead and living with her dad, Jeff, played by Joe McHale, and I will be the first to admit, the moment I saw that the character's name was Jeff, I just went, oh, so Jeff from Community is in this movie, and... She, uh, she and him are not getting along. Uh, it's been about a year since the mom, since her um his wife and her mom have passed. And Jeff is at that point where he's like, well, I want to go ahead and, you know, get back out there. And I think that will be a complaint for some people. Some people will say, oh, it's only been a year since his wife died. You're already getting back out there dating. um, Like, you know, how dare you? So, I will say, being completely blunt and honest, as I always am on this podcast, um, my mom waited I want to say about a year and a half till she started, um, till she ended up getting remarried to uh, my wonderful dad, Byron. I think that Becky comes off really harsh here, and I understand that she's a 13-year-old girl and she's going through hormones and all that shit, I completely understand that, but... There's a point where she just, like, yells at her dad and goes, like, you didn't care about mom at all. It's like, come on, girl. Like, you gotta, you got to ease up a little bit. And through that argument that her and her dad have, while that argument is ensuing, uh, their house ends up being invaded uh, by uh, Dominic, played by Kevin James. And I'm going to say this about Kevin James, because I know the temptation will be that a lot of people are going to go, Oh my god, Kevin James is so good in this. He's the best. Oh my god, this is like... like He's like Adam Sandler on Uncut Gems. And I'm already seeing that. This movie's only been out like since uh, like a couple days. And people are already saying, this is Kevin James' Uncut Gems. I would like to go through Kevin James' uh, filmography. So, bear with me here. So, let's just go down the list. Um, I'm just going to pick a couple movies here. So, of course... Uh, King of Queens, which I think he's maybe the fourth funniest character on that show. It probably goes, uh, Patton Oswald, uh, Patton Oswald, uh, uh, Arthur, uh, or, or um, Arthur Stiller, uh, may he rest in peace, um, Patton Oswald and then Kevin James. Like, it, it's, it's, uh, Jerry Stiller. Why was it Arthur Stiller? Oh, his character's name's Arthur, that's why. But Jerry Stiller, um, yeah. And then you get to, and now you Chuck and Larry. That's a dumb movie. And very offensive. Uh, you know, they, they really tried to play off like, oh, it's a celebration of the LGBTQ community. It's really not. It's a bad fucking movie. Um, you don't mess with the Zohan. He's in that for a little bit. Fine, whatever. Then we get to Paul Blart Mall Cop. The first Paul Blart is a barely passable movie. The second one is somehow worse. Then we get to Grown Ups. Then we get to the dilemma with... Uh, Vince Vaughn. We get The Zookeeper. Um, Here Comes the Boom is actually one of the few movies I'll give him credit for. I actually thought he was good in, in Here Comes the Boom. I found myself, because, you know, I'm, I'm dating a teacher and I understand how important fucking funding is, I found myself going, come on, Kevin James, win the kids some money, even if you're getting your ass whipped. I, I went, okay, fine, fair enough. But then we get Grown Ups 2, which is somehow worse than Grown Ups 1, in a Paul Blart mall cop. And we get pixels, where he's the president of the goddamn United States, President Will Cooper. Uh, We get Sandy Wexler; he's terrible in that. Uh, Kevin can wait. Uh, Kevin apparently can't get a good script because that that show is fucking terrible. And then we get to Becky. And look, I, I I came, I've come on here and I've talked about actors I haven't liked and given them credit, and I will say, while Kevin James, his performance is not you know, award-winning. This is the best role Kevin James has maybe ever had in his entire career. He plays this Charles Manson-type character. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, he's very Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family. He has this lore this, this presence over people and the people who are working for him in the film, and it's really fascinating to watch how he speaks to them like... Like they're, like, they're his children. And it's a really creepy dynamic. I wish they would have spent maybe five or ten minutes to go ahead and delve a little deeper into because I I really believe there's some great material there that either, that either might have been left on the cutting room floor or just wasn't explored enough. Uh, enough, pardon me. I really wanted to get more of that, and I didn't. And that, that does slightly ding... Uh, the film for me, there is a scene with Dominic, and, um, oh, I, um, uh, Robert, uh, I'm going to butcher your name, sir, I'm sorry, Robert Mallet, who plays Apex, and Apex is kind of his, uh, his, uh, you know, almost like his chief of staff, like his, his second command, and you've seen Robert Mallet from, uh, you've seen Pacific Rim, you've seen him in 300, uh, in Mortal Instruments, probably his most, uh, familiar role is he played a a dredger in Sherlock Holmes, that big, uh, that mountain of a man that Sherlock has to fight. I loved him in this movie. I actually loved him more in Kevin James because he's this character who's very tortured, he's very unsure of his place as far as where it is in the world. He has this interaction with Dominic where they go ahead and they kill this family uh, pretty early on in the movie and they have to kill these couple kids and it's they don't show it, but you can tell that uh, Apex is really feeling a lot of angst about it and feeling very guilty about it. And I love the way that the film went ahead and played up his angst and his sort of deep dive in the depression as far as him trying to figure out, is this who I want to be or do I want to go ahead and get away? And I love the way that that storyline goes ahead and resolves itself. I thought it was very well done. One thing I also love about this is that, while I'm going to go ahead and stay away from spoilers, you can probably figure out what happens to a uh, a couple uh, certain characters in the film, and I'll leave it at that. Um, Becky herself, yes, she is a bitchy 13-year-old. And, and I, I that is something that just it did irk me but I love the way that you see Becky's descent into what she needs to be to survive. I I, I might have used this comparison before. It's very reminiscent of the Tomb Raider uh, reboot, uh, the first game where Laura Croft is getting sexually assaulted. She's about to be raped, and she goes ahead and shoots this guy point-blank range with a shotgun and starts crying. Becky is forced into these very dire dark circumstances because of the situation the home invasion that her and her family go through and it's really fascinating to see how Becky continues to dive deeper into this point where you feel like she may not even be able to be redeemed or be recovered uh, to be that naive girl she was before this whole thing went down it's really fascinating to go ahead and watch that descent I thought that Lulu Wilson again. I I know I said it earlier. I really think she's going to be special moving forward in the film itself. Uh, I I will say, and I'm going to be completely honest here, as I as I usually am. I because of what's going on in the world, if you're not wanting to see violence I would really go ahead and encourage you to maybe watch this in like August or September when things have hopefully improved and died down a little bit because watching this in the mindset I was in I don't wince at violence very often it takes a lot of gore to go ahead and kind of catch me off guard there's some gore in here that made me feel uncomfortable and I and I don't know if that's a compliment to the movie or <clears throat> a detriment to the film. I, I'll leave it up to you, um, to the, you, the audience to go ahead and decide, but there are some things here where you just go oh man, that's rough to watch or oh my god, I can't believe they did that. Um, there's a death that Becky has this is one spoiler where I will <coughs> oh, pardon me, give me just a moment here there we go. I, um that is one of the few um that's one of the few complaints I would go ahead and have about this movie. I think this film is excellent um, at points. It's frustrating in others. I think if this movie had another 20 minutes to flush out some characters, I think it really could have been something It really special. Um, it's okay with settling for being just good. And I understand that everything's going to knock my socks off and be you know, world-changing. But... I was a little disappointed because I'm like, I feel like you guys have that next level in you and you're just kind of refusing to go there. So the fact that it wouldn't go there, I went, oh, that's kind of a bummer. I wish that that you would go ahead and take it there. There's uh, the, the death I was referring to. Uh, there's a point where Becky stabs Kevin James in the eye with this object and he has to cut his eye out. And when it happened, oh my god, I thought, oh, they cut away. And no, they show Kevin James cutting his eye out of his fucking skull. And I was like, oh my god, this is fucking insane. And I give the movie props for that. It does not shy away from the violence. And honestly, that's something that, while you may not want to see it, I, I honestly appreciate the fact that it went that balls to the wall. Um the opening sequence and the end credit sequence as far as how it's animated, you you'll know what I mean when you, when you uh, when you see it. I thought that was incredibly well done. I really dug it. This felt like they were trying to go ahead and maybe copy, not even copy, but more heavily influenced by the hit girl uh, kind of template as far as you know a young girl being able to kick ass. With just reckless abandon. I, very similar to Brightburn and my complaints about that film, I would have appreciated maybe 10 or 15 minutes where maybe she was being, being bullied at school. Or she had a couple of violent outbursts. Just so I could go ahead and make what I watched go down a little easier. It's a little weird to just see this girl. Again, given the circumstances, I get she had to survive. But it's just, it's a little weird how that part is portrayed, how she just kind of dives into being so over the top in her violence and being so, uh, cerebral with it, I just went, I, I don't love that, but again, that might just be me, but just something that did irritate me a little bit, but I'm gonna still go ahead and give this a solid, ooh, I've been debating on my grade, I'm gonna give this a C plus. yeah. I'm going to give this a C+. Plus. That, that, yeah, I think that's fair. Given the circumstances and given the film, not even the circumstances, but just given what I got in the script and given what I what I watched, I, I think this is a maybe a rewrite away from being a great to a potential top 10 film. It, it's a bummer it didn't get there, but I still enjoyed it. So, guys, Becky, what did you think? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. Go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. That's R E E L Pineapple. Go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and Spotify at the Real Pineapple. And you can go ahead and find yours truly on the Twitter. At J Hunter Real Pineapple, as well as finding my colleague Scott on Twitter at Neerman, that's Nearman, that's N E A R M A N, the first. And you can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real, that's R E E L O'Neill. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, since it's, this is the month of June, it is my birth month, which also falls in line with Pride Month, which, hell yeah, that's awesome. So I'll review up this weekend for uh, some a couple films that I just adore. So I'll review up for Training Day and Boys Don't Cry, uh, which I'm excited to talk about that, as well as District 9. I am so excited to talk about these films. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. We love talking to you. Go ahead and keep listening. Go ahead and just share it. And uh, please stay safe out there. We will talk to you soon. Take care.